recently I was reading this uh, psychology article and it was talking about raising children. Um, and uh, in particular, it was making a point of the importance of uh, routine uh, and how uh, sort of uh, particular points in the day is really helpful uh, for children uh, in their development. Apparently, uh, routine uh, allows a child to feel safe. Um, apparently, there is a consistency that is uh, sort of good for their mental wellness. Um, and it develops good habits as well, you know, so when your child rushes into your bedroom and, and at like four o'clock in the morning going, is it breakfast time yet? Even though you uh, uh, may not feel overly affectionate towards them, it, it's part of the founding of sort of good habits and, and something that's helpful for them um, in the future. Now, I don't know whether you've noticed, and looking around I think everyone has, since March, most of us have acquired new habits. Habits that we never, ever thought uh, that we would embrace. Uh, we have all got used to sort of wearing masks and uh, sort of using hand gel uh, and uh, various other sort of hygiene elements. Uh, some of us have been uh, blighted or blessed, depending on your perspective, on working from home. Um, it is not something uh, that I thrive under, but I know lots of people who've got long commutes and stuff have, uh, uh, have enjoyed the blessing of it. Uh, some of us have to do a lot more internet shopping. Suddenly it's all sort of click and collect, it's the Tesco's delivery guy or uh, whatever other person that comes around. And Zoom meetings, I hadn't even heard of Zoom. Uh, before March and then suddenly this pandemic has come and uh, suddenly I'm fluent in Zoom and uh, I, I can take seminars if you want to know anything about Zoom. Um, and once we've got over the disruption, and it has been a disruption, we've all got used to these new routines. Suddenly we're used to turning up at a prayer meeting on a Wednesday uh, online. Suddenly we're used to going into shops with masks on our faces. And this new routine, like old routines, will provide you uh, security and they should be helpful for you. Suddenly you know how things work and you lean into them and it is good for your uh, uh, sort of existence in adopting these new things. Now the problem is, we're now in September and all the habits that you've adopted and grown used to, suddenly they're out the window and a whole new set of routines are coming on. There's a whole new pressure. Uh, kids are being asked to go back to school. Uh, people who work from home are being asked to return uh, to the office. Uh, the civil service is up in arms as how on earth uh, to work uh, this out. And um, everything's changing again. And if social media is anything to go by, then uh, people are struggling with this disruption again to the changes in the routine that they've adopted. And with so many changes um, and pressures and uh, demands to be wise, um, you can see people getting anxious, people worrying, people asking what they should do next. And thankfully, we Christians have a tool that many people don't have. We have this tool of prayer. 
And it's why we've been looking at prayer uh, since we've opened on the 19th of July. We've gone again and again revisiting. It is something that we should be doing more than ever. As everyone else is traumatised by these things, we can lean into our Heavenly Father. And today is no exception. We are going to be looking again at the subject of prayer, but from a slightly different angle. And hopefully each different angle will encourage you and remind you of the importance of prayer and will help bring a bit of vitality to it as well. So we're going to look at the uh, Jesus Storybook Bible. Um, and uh, um, it's this story. So it's entitled, uh, intriguingly, The Man Who Didn't Have Any Friends, and brackets, none. There once was a man who didn't have any friends, none. Do you have any friends? Well, of course you do, but not Zacchaeus. Poor Zacchaeus didn't have any. You're probably wondering why. Was it because he was so short? That is not a reason to not like someone, okay? Was it because he had a name that was hard to say? That isn't, and uh, neither is that a reason not to like someone. Even though he was short and he did have a funny name, that wasn't it. No, people didn't like Zacchaeus because he stole their money. Zacchaeus collected taxes. Taxes were what people had to pay the king. But Zacchaeus took more than he was supposed to and he kept the extra money for himself and made himself rich. Can I have a boo? boo. A bit of interaction. Some of that's a half-hearted boo from some of you. Everyone knew what he was up to and it made them cross and grumpy. They didn't like Zacchaeus one bit. So they made sure he knew it by doing things like avoiding him and walking on the opposite side of the street and pretending not to see him and whispering things like, there's that nobody who thinks he's a somebody, loud enough so he could hear. So here we have Zacchaeus. He's a man that took more money than he needed from his own people, from the people he lived with. And he became conspicuously rich. People noticed that he was getting rich off their money. And so what it does, it attracts resentment. It attracts the uh, bad feelings of those around him, around his neighbours. When he was getting an extra extension on his house and arriving uh, uh, with a sweet piece of German engineering on his driveway, people grew resentful. Did you know it is easy for us to make choices that cause other people not to like us? It's really easy to make choices that cause other people to have bad feelings against us. For a start, and this seems harsh, but we can be so good in so many different ways. We can be generous and helpful and cheerful. That makes other people feel bad about themselves and so they resent us. Alternatively, we can feel like we're the world's policemen and we want to show where others are going wrong all the time. I was uh, watching a, a, a video just recently of a man who saw another man eating a burrito on a train and he took it upon himself to uh, uh, police the whole incident and everyone around him was like, 
what are you doing? This isn't very helpful. Yet another way is to be really, really selfish. We can hurt people by uh, being really, really selfish. You know, uh, we can be hurtful by being greedy and self-centred. Make sure we're at the front of every queue. Make sure we're always the one that takes the last bit of cake. Make sure we invite no one round our houses. Make sure we don't give any money. And that can hurt people too. You can probably think of other behaviour that obviously other people do that invites people to react like this. In whatever way we behave, the result is the same. We push other people away. They become distance. And what that does is that we can start to feel alone. We can start to feel unloved. And it's amazing how everything else can be right in the world, but if we are alone, it is really hard to deal with. We can have the most perfect behaviour, but if we are alone, it can be difficult to process. We can have the most perfect cause to fight for. But if we are alone, the joy is robbed. We can be surrounded by all the comforts of wealth, but they can quickly seem inadequate if we are alone. And if we are alone, you start to question your value. You start, start to question your values, you know, the philosophy that you live life by. And life can become joyless and stagnant. Let's read the next part of this story, because at the moment it's pretty depressing. So any day, anyway, one day a huge crowd gathered by the road. Jesus was coming to their town and everyone wanted to see him. Zacchaeus wanted to see Jesus too, but everyone was, tall, was too tall. He tried jumping up and down, but that didn't work and he couldn't see a thing. Luckily, Zacchaeus had a good idea. I'll climb that sycamore tree, he said. So he did. He was surprisingly good at climbing trees for a man who was so unusually short that he had to take a flying leap just to get into his chair in the morning. From the tree, Zacchaeus had the perfect view all the way down the road. Another minute and suddenly Jesus was at the tree and Jesus stopped and he looked up. Zacchaeus saw Jesus and Jesus saw Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus, Jesus said, I'd like to come over to your house. Zacchaeus almost fell out of the tree. Come over to his house. No one ever wanted to come anywhere near his house, let alone inside it. Unsurprisingly, Zacchaeus is shut out by those around him for another community event. They don't want him in his community, so they kind of uh, exclude him. And this is true for us. When we are alone, it can be particularly hard when everyone else gets together and they enjoy new things, when they see new things, when everyone else enjoys each other's company and we are set aside, excluded. 
Now, I wonder what else Zacchaeus could have done. He could have quickly given up. They don't want me here, I don't want them, and left. He could have slunk home and felt sorry for himself. I've met a few people that do that very quickly. It would have been really easy for him to go home and try and fill the gap of social interaction and stimulation by using his wealth. You know, taking his caterer on a quick spin round the uh, uh, local uh, speedway or filled his face full of Kentucky fried chicken. There's a little confession there. Or uh, uh, perhaps uh, done something else with his money to make up for this lack. And people in our times do this, don't they? They are alone and so they suffer with mental wellness issues. Or they try and fill their lives full of food or drink or shopping or exercise or entertainment. And they use these things as a substitute for their loneliness. But Zacchaeus is not a man to take things lying down. So he has a brainwave. He shins up a tree to get a glimpse of this new thing that's happening in his town. And I think Jesus is walking down the road and he stopped. And I love the idea of him slowly lifting his gaze with a smile to Zacchaeus. And just sort of looking Zacchaeus right in the eye and giving him this impression that Jesus uh, wants to say hello. And you can imagine the shock on Zacchaeus' face that this rabbi, that this famous miracle worker, that this man whose teachings uh, uh, was filling up Twitter and Facebook and Instagram wanted to say hello to him. This rich thief didn't want to be alone anymore. And he discovers Jesus is the solution to his loneliness. There are all sorts of reasons that we can feel and find ourselves alone. Sometimes it's the choices that we have made. Sometimes other things like poverty or poor health or family mean that our loneliness is not in our control, it has been forced on us. Whatever the reason of our loneliness, Jesus looks us straight in the eye and says, I'd like to meet you. I'd like to eat with you. The book of Revelation has this picture of Jesus knocking at the door and wanting to come in. And that invitation is for everybody. Jesus knows us. He is God incarnate. He knows all our faults, all our shortcomings, but he is good and great enough to overcome them all. There is no aspect of your personality, of your history, of your behaviour that Jesus is not better than and cannot overcome. Even when every other relationship has been shut down, our conversations with Jesus through prayer beckon us. 
they are the way to start feeling unalone, to start feeling part of something. Prayer is an opportunity for comfort and worth and help and purpose. Routine may make you feel secure, but Jesus will make you secure properly. Let's read the final moment uh, in this great episode. This is uh, really good. So the people saw that Jesus and Zacchaeus were getting along. And needless to say, it made them even crosser and grumpier than usual. I wonder if you've ever met anyone like that, uh, that just really does not like other people uh, doing well. And this person that they thought should be judged by God is actually, Jesus is wanting to uh, eat with him. And you can see their backs getting up. And they mumbled and they murmured and they muttered. Why is Jesus being kind to that big sinner? Doesn't Jesus know about him? Zacchaeus scrambled down and took Jesus to his house. He was in a big hurry because he didn't want Jesus to change his mind. Perhaps Jesus hadn't heard about him. Perhaps Jesus didn't know about how he had been stealing and how no one liked him and how he didn't have any friends. But Jesus knew. He knew all about Zacchaeus. He knew all about the stealing and everything. And Jesus still loved Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was ashamed. Lord, he said, turning pale. What I've done is wrong. But now I want to do the right thing. I will give the money back to everyone four times what I stole. And that's just what he did. Jesus smiled. My friend, he said, today God has rescued you. Jesus loved Zacchaeus when no one else did. He was Zacchaeus' friend even when no one else was. Because Jesus was showing people what God's love was like. His wonderful, never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. Can I have a hallelujah? hallelujah. Excellent. So Jesus warmly embraces Zacchaeus' friendship, despite all the critics, despite Zacchaeus himself, and it changes everything. Friendship with Jesus changes everything. Because Jesus loves Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus is no longer alone. He is no longer on the outside. He is no longer excluded. When God welcomes you in, you are in the middle. Jesus is his saviour. And the other disciples are now his family. I can see the disciple Matthew, who used to be a tax collector, getting on with him. But you'll wonder what some of the other disciples felt about Zacchaeus becoming a believer. This stealer of money, this collaborator with the Romans. And wonderfully and understandably, Zacchaeus gives up on his bad decisions. He starts, and it's quite good, he, start, he starts not just being fair, not just taking the taxes that are owed, but he starts showing generosity 
and love. He starts giving back more than he got given, more than he stole. If we too love Jesus, we are not alone. We may not have the physical company of the people we want around us, but Jesus is with us. He is in our hearts and he has promised, even if everyone else abandons us, he will never leave us. And that should be a, a promise and a reality that we treasure. Secondly, we come into family. We come into the most amazing family. Now, I think my family's pretty amazing, but this family's even more amazing. Zacchaeus is grafted in to the universal church. Now, I'm not talking about Elam Church Bubish or the Bubish Barn Church. I'm not talking about the Baptist Church or the Methodist Church or the Roman Catholic Church. I'm talking about the universal church that spans time. It goes uh, uh, um, back through history and it goes into the future. Zacchaeus is made part of that family. This uh, family that includes people of every ethnicity, every language, every tribe and tongue. It incorporates people from every generation. Zacchaeus now has more brothers and sisters than he'll know what to do with. And the, true, and the same is true for us. If one day uh, this fellowship uh, closes, you're able to join another church and be part of the same family. If other churches close, those Christians can go to different churches too. We are all part of this wonderful family. We need never feel alone. And this is why we pray our Father in heaven. I don't pray my Father in heaven. When we pray the Lord's Prayer, there is a sense of community and we pray together. And do you know what? Uh, lots of churches did communion online and I just couldn't get my head around it. I was like, you know, we have to wait until we're physically around each other that we can share it and get to that point. Uh, because communion is an expression of community that Jesus has saved us all together to be uh, as one. And so a good first step of living out this reality is to make sure we pray to Jesus regularly, to talk to our best friend. Guys, we need to talk to our best friend on a, as much as possible. I was going to say daily pray basis, but that is not good enough. We need to talk to him all the time. And also in our prayers, we need to remember each other. We need to make sure that we don't just pray for ourselves our promotions, our dramas, our catastrophes, our sicknesses. We need to pray for our brothers and sisters. We need to make sure we know the needs in our community and that we lay them before God too. And the challenge, possibly, of Zacchaeus this morning, we have a debt of love to one another that we need to pay out practically. 
I love it when you pray for your leaders and I love it when we uh, put out prayer uh, requests on WhatsApp and everything else. But it's also really good to remember Zacchaeus' example and do practical things for one another too. For me, it would have been the easiest thing in the world to uh, keep church online. But a couple of you were like, you know what, we'd like to meet physically. And God bless you, you keep turning up every Sunday despite not being able to do half the things you like or even most of the things you like. And we need to look out for each other in practical ways and make sure that no one is wanting. And so let me leave you with this as I close. If you feel alone, lean on Jesus, but reach out, because you're supposed to be part of a community that look out for you. And if you don't feel alone, you have a responsibility to the rest of the community to ensure other people don't feel alone. You know, people with big families might be doing okay during lockdown because they've got company, but people alone in their flats and houses are not in the same position. And so we need to make sure that we pray to Jesus, that we pray for one another, and that we look out practically for one another. Please bow your heads and I'll close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we realise that these times are testing to us in ways we never imagined. Lord God, I pray that we would keep your friendship the most important things in our life. Help us pray. Help us to remember the points that we've been talking about over these weeks. Lord God, I pray that we would allow friendship with you to change us. Lord God, I pray that we would understand the need for community. Lord God, I pray that the people who are alone, that they may reach out for help. And Lord God, I pray for the people that don't feel alone, that we would be good at looking out for those that feel alone. Lord God, we love the story of Zacchaeus. Lord God, I pray that we would be excited about being friends with you and excited about changing our ways so that other people are blessed. Lord God, I pray this in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. 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 Uh, so that's the uh, end of the uh, live feed uh, and the end of our meeting.